This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome again to the Smart TV Podcast. I'm David Butcher. This is a bonus episode of the main Radio Times podcast where the idea is I do a quick run through the week ahead on TV and streaming, a bunch of shows coming up that are worth watching and one that isn't. You can think of it as a bit like if you remember the final round, the conveyor belt round that they had on the Generation game back in the day, if you ever saw that where all the stuff is kind of flying past people and they've got to try and remember it and they've got to try and think, what is it I want to take away from all this? Do I want the uh, the cuddly toy or the kettle or whatever or the tea's made? So it's a bit like that. You just see the stuff rolling past and see what you want to take away from this and what you want to catch later in the week on TV. First up, uh, there's a big arrival on streaming next Thursday. This is 10%. It's on Amazon Prime from next Thursday, and it's the British remake of Call My Agent, that much-loved, wonderful French show about a talent agency in Paris. And I kind of feel I could talk for hours about all the interesting ways in which this new version is. It's different from the original, and it'll appeal to some people, not so much to others. But to cut to the chase of it, I think if you've seen the original Call My Agent and you love that, then you're probably going to come to this and it's not like it's a pale imitation it's really well done but there'll be lots of ways in which you'll think it's not quite as good because the original had that extraordinary tv thing that sometimes happens where everything just goes right the casting the tone the direction the script everything just goes and it's like alchemy it's tv gold this doesn't quite have that but if you didn't see call my agent if you maybe you haven't got netflix or maybe you don't particularly go for for subtitles 
shows, then this is nicely done. It's worth watching. So it's called 10%. The original was called 10%. Uh, that was back in 2017, I think that originally started. And this is about a talent agency set in London. It's a very similar premise. A lot of the characters are the same. They've given it a little tweak. But the key thing is it's written and directed by a guy called John Morton, who's brilliant. He did... 2012, about the, the, the team putting together the London Olympics and W1A, both of them very good workplace satires. But he's got a very distinctive way of writing. He does that sort of staccato thing where everybody starts their line of dialogue saying, yes, well, yeah, no, or but, yes, okay, great, lovely, and, and all that kind of thing. And that can get a little bit wary. It can feel a bit too arch sometimes. And it definitely brings a different flavour to this version of the drama. It's obviously, it's not quite as light on its feet as the original, but it's a nice show. It's well put together. It's got a great cast. People like Jack Davenport, Lydia Leonard, Maggie Steed, Prasanna Puranaraja. They're all brilliant. Some people will feel that what was a lovely, delicate meringue of a comedy is now a bit of a sort of sticky toffee pudding or something. But uh, there's plenty there to enjoy. And if you can get Amazon Prime, it's well worth a look. So over on regular scheduled television, the big kind of arrival this week is that Great British Sewing Bee is back on Wednesday on BBC One. If you love it already, you don't need me to tell you how wonderful it is. It, it's sort of in a category with Great British Bake Off and the Pottery Showdown and the Repair Shop as well. It's nice TV. It's nice people doing things with real skill and love and dedication and even though they're in a competition, they're all being thoroughly nice to each other. And that's it's lovely to watch. It's really soothing. It's kind of balm to the soul. Sarah Pascoe is now the sort of full-time presenter. It used to be Joe Lysett. Uh, the judges, wonderful judges, Esme Young and Patrick Grant are back. This kind of thing, it's like sport for people who aren't into sport. It's a tough competition, but nobody's taking it too seriously. They're taking it seriously enough because it matters and doing things properly is good. But the judges are charming. They've got 12 new contestants. They're all charming. It just, it's a show that really lifts the spirits. So that's Wednesday, BBC One. But also, similar kind of show in some ways, MasterChef, it's semi-finals week. So that's on Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. And it's sort of hotting up there in the MasterChef kitchen as they narrow it down. The thing I love about MasterChef, you can just dip into at any point and get hooked instantly just thinking how is this person you know they're going to do monkfish with rhubarb mash or something how's that going to work is it going to work greg greg looks worried maybe it's not going to work and again they cast really appealing characters it's an absolutely bulletproof format it's got the sort of slightly mad energy of greg wallace but also john Tarot calming things down brilliantly addictive television always i think so that's uh, tuesday thursday and friday on bbc one so now there's also a, there's an interesting new drama on sky max called the rising which starts if you're listening to this on on friday it, it starts today obviously it'll all turn up on the now streaming platform but the rising is it's adapted from a belgian thriller and it's kind of a mashup of two different genres. It's a crime drama, but it's got a really strong supernatural side as well. The elevator pitch would be dead young woman investigates her own murder. So Neve, played by Clara Rugard, we see her. She kind of wakes up underwater in a lake 
sort of comes to the surface, drags itself out, doesn't know what's happened, and then gradually discovers that her family can't see her anymore, and she's a ghost. And so this, it's a little bit like The Return. Do you remember that French series or arguably, you know, Lovely Bones or something like even, even Randall and Hopcoke deceased? But it's basically she's then a witness to the investigation of how she died, to the autopsy, to her family grieving, all that kind of stuff. It's a very interesting hybrid. It's got some good people in the cast. It's pretty spooky, but I think it'll appeal to a lot of people. So that's on Fridays, 9pm, The Rising on Sky Max. So on ITV on Monday, there's a one-off special of Long Lost Family, which is the show with... Davina McCall and Nikki Campbell, where usually what they're doing is reuniting people who were adopted as children with their birth parents or their birth siblings. It's an incredibly emotional, powerful kind of show. Uh, This is a one-off special, and it charts this scandal, really, of post-war years from 46, I think, right up to 1970, when there was this programme for relocating kids. So kids who were maybe in care or from families that were thought to be struggling and they were told, uh, "Okay, we're going to take you to Australia. You've got a wonderful new life there. It's going to be fabulous. And they would uproot them. Kids sometimes, you know, young as four or five and take them to the other side of the world, take them away from their families, sometimes without the consent of the families. And sometimes they would tell the kids, no, your, your, your family's dead, your parents are dead. It's incredibly cruel. And the sort of scandal was exposed, I think, in the 1980s. But these people who thought they were going to, there was a better life waiting for them in Australia, often there wasn't. And the whole thing was kind of tinged with racism as well, because the idea was that they were going to repopulate Australia with good white farming stock kind of thing. Anyway, the cruelty of it is extraordinary and the kind of heartlessness and what Davina McCall and Nikki Campbell do is they meet the people now who are trying to find any traces of the families that they were torn away from as children. It's very emotional as Long Lost Family always is but you also, there's always that sense that it delivers a kind of measure of healing uh, which makes it uh, amazing television. Now, I'm going to talk about a show called They Call Me Magic, which has just landed on Apple TV Plus, if you can get that. And even if you don't subscribe to Apple TV Plus, you can sort of have a pretend subscription where you get to watch the first, the the premieres, as they call it, the first episodes of things. So you can kind of sample them, and often that's, that's all you need to do. And then obviously you can commit if you want to. But anyway... People will remember The Last Dance on Netflix, which was the amazing series about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, which is one of those shows that really took off in in lockdown and so on. And this is sort of the equivalent for another absolute giant of basketball in every sense, a guy called Irvin Johnson, who's known as Magic Johnson. Uh, He was a point guard for the LA Lakers during their sort of glory days in the 1980s. And he then contracted HIV. He announced it publicly, which was uh, a powerful thing to do at the time. Um, And he retired from the sport in 91. He reinvented himself as a businessman and an activist and a broadcaster. And he sort of bought sports franchises himself. And this is his life story. And you might think, well, I, I, I don't really know this guy. I'm not into basketball particularly. But it's an extraordinary, inspiring tale of somebody completely reinventing themselves. He's a very appealing character and he's done extraordinary things. And certainly if you did enjoy The Last Dance, I say, or 
if you're enjoying Winning Time, which is on Sky Atlantic at the moment, the drama about the 1980s LA Lakers, and Magic Johnson is a, is a character in that, if you're enjoying that, then this is kind of the true story. Either way, it's a great watch. So that's They Call Me Magic on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, and that's out now. So I like to get a bit of, you know, pop nostalgia in here. And uh, what I'm going to talk about now is probably quite a niche thing. But when men, is usually men of a certain age, get together and they drink and they talk about music, there's a name that often comes up, which is The The. They were a 1980s sort of arty post-punk band, mainly this guy Matt Johnson. And you get people who are hugely into them, just really passionate about The The. If you're one of those, or if you know someone who is, then they should check out this show that's on Friday, the day this podcast comes out, but it'll be on on Sky streaming stuff and their catch-up service and so on. And it's called The The, The Comeback Special, live at the Royal Albert Hall. And this is the show that he did, Matt Johnson, with his band when he went on tour. And this was the Royal Albert Hall part of that. And it's a kind of record of that extraordinary concert when it came out, there was like, a, I think there was a coffee table book. It was a whole sort of multimedia experience. But now you can just watch it for free on Sky Arts, which is on Freeview. I think it may be the only television programme that's ever had three thes in a row at the start of the title. So it's the, the, the comeback special live at the Royal Albert Hall. That's on Sky Arts. Now, I'm recommending quite a lot of documentaries. There's just a lot of interesting documentaries around. And the Storyville Strand on BBC Four, sometimes BBC Two, recently... They've been focusing a lot on on Russian stories, Ukrainian stories in a very powerful way and sort of putting a human face on what's going on there. On Monday on BBC Two, there's a documentary feature that's only just been in the cinemas, actually, called Navalny, about the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. And in 2020, in August, he was on an internal flight in Russia and he was poisoned with Novichok. There was a plot to, to kill him. And this film follows him and his team as they try to kind of unravel that plot. He was eventually flown to Berlin. It was a a big story at the time. But this film has extraordinary things in it, like the fact that at one point, Navalny kind of prank calls the people who were behind the plot and sort of tricks them into revealing some of the details of it. It paints an interesting picture of Navalny. It's, It's a complicated picture. Uh, and obviously he's he's at the moment the most prominent Russian opposition figure. So it's very interesting for kind of deep background on Russian politics and just an interesting, extraordinary tale in itself. So that's Navalny, BBC Two, Monday at 9pm. OK, so every week I like to mention something that I think you shouldn't watch which is always a bit of a shame, but it's worth knowing. And the one this week is The Return of Noughts and Crosses, which is the adaptation of the Mallory Blackman novels. This is the second series. You may remember the premise of it is, it's a brilliant premise. It's a kind of mirror image Britain that's called Albion. And it's an outpost of a great African empire. It's as if Africa had colonised Europe hundreds of years ago rather than the other way around. And so Albion is ruled by an affluent black minority of crosses and they rule over a white underclass who are called Norts. And it's a such a powerful idea, but sadly, in the case of the, the drama, very weak execution. You want it 
to work, then it never quite does. It's just, I was talking earlier about how sometimes everything comes together, the casting, the script and everything. It really hasn't here. It's just a rather joyless thing, sadly. There are occasional moments that are really interesting when it really makes you think about how prejudice works, but they're few and far between. I think the BBC have slightly lost face in it, as they were saying on the main podcast, by putting it on quite late at night. So I won't even say when it's on, because I think, sadly, it's one to miss. But if you want a more interesting take on some of the complexities of colour and race and prejudice, I do recommend Tan France, Beauty and the Bleach, which is on BBC Two on Wednesday. He's the guy from Queer Eye. He's the stylist, presenter, and he helps other people with their self-image and and self-esteem and so on. But here he's talking about his own struggles with that. And in particular, colorism, which is when you're judged not just by the color of your skin, but by the shade of it, by how light or dark you are. And that's something that he's very much struggled with uh, in his younger days. He talks about using skin lightening creams. He says this was the sort of original reason why he left the UK. And it's something that he sees as this kind of prejudice as being very much alive and well in the media, in the fashion industry where he works and so on. Um, So that's Tan France, Beauty and the Bleach on Wednesday on BBC Two. Okay, so I just want to flag up that one of the great dramas of recent years, Normal People, it's been on iPlayer since 2020 when everyone went nuts for it in lockdown and so on. It's the wonderful drama about the two Irish sixth formers who then go on to be students and this kind of brittle love affair they have, of course, adapted from Sally Rooney's novel. Now, next month, the team behind Normal People, they're doing Sally Rooney's first novel, Conversations with Friends. That's coming soon. But in the meantime, it's a great moment to remind yourself why Normal People was so good. And... It might seem a bit pointless, but BBC Three are actually running it on their linear channel. They'll be running repeats from Sunday. So if you fancy going back and seeing what all the fuss was about, now's a really good time to do that. So that's it from me. If you want to find out more about any of these shows that I've been talking about, you can pick up a copy of Radio Times, of course, or go to radiotimes.com. Do get in touch Leave us a comment or a review. Let us know if there's shows you'd like us to talk about, stuff you'd like us to talk less about, whatever, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you do like what we're doing, spread the word. Otherwise, thanks very much for listening. My name's David Butcher. I hope you can join me again soon. Till then, bye for now and happy viewing. 